Welcome back to Dice and Salt. I'm Lord Richter. And I'm Lady Toast. And I'm Nick. And we are here for episode 123, Near-Death Experiences. <laughs> and just because we, we comment on the ones we like, I love the Pavlovian stamp of approval. <laughs> I, I was... T- <laughs> I was wondering if Matt was going to put in like a little bell sound. That that would have been clever, a bell, and then I'm salivating. Yeah. But I don't don't think he adds much more other than like the music, which is fine. It it, it would have been something stupid that I would have done. I, I, it would have been great. I, when I heard it, I thought, oh man, that would have been clever. But (laughs) so, uh, too much of us. Oh, what, Nick? I said, you expect too much of us. I, I expect a lot of things from you guys, and I get like 90% of it, which is great. It's one of the reasons I love this podcast. So the episode opens with the bone thorn, Mr. Dick Dick, exploding. <laughs> and uh, Uhtred makes a save, so he doesn't have any damage. And uh, Elias is around Just... the corner, and he fails. And this is like... this has to be one of the <laughs> epic lines I've ever heard. How much health you got, Joe? 15. <laughs> what? <laughs> I, I legitimately didn't realize like what the situation was. Yeah. I just like well, to think of it as, as Uhtred standing there. The thing explodes and he ducks and it just blows. <laughs> all goes on <laughs> Yeah, I mean, kind of. Oh, it's like, man. oh, good thing that missed me. You okay, Thelias? Thelias? Yeah, I don't, I don't <laughs> think that, uh, you know, Joe's done this so many times now because he's done it with Cheryl. <laughs> That I remember for sure, he, you know, it's like, how many hit points you got? Oh, four. What the yeah. hell? You know, and then he's <laughs> done it with Thelias twice uh, since Thelias has come back as uh, from Randolph. He's done it as Randolph. I'm like, you know, this is just kind of par for the course for Joe. <laughs> you know, he's got that. Yeah, uh, a little bit. I, I don't know what it is that that uh, uh, there was a there was leprosy. I think it was leprosy, but you don't feel the pain. So you don't feel when things are cut open. So you got to check yourself and do that. I mean, that's just Joe's characters. They don't feel any pain. All of them. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I can see that. Oh, man. And then we got Alex bragging about his kills. He's yep. got to count yeah. him out. Classic, classic, classic. I got Kisha Kish in the Emeritus fight. And I got Elksy in the... To, to that point of him bragging about his kills. He's, He's killing literally himself. killing himself. <laughs> like... <laughs> Yeah. It's true. Like, yeah, true. I killed the NPC that I put in the way. Uh, you know what though? But and he listen, I'll also admit, like with Kisha Kish, I took an educated, like a calculated risk there. Like I knew what I was doing. Like it's mm, if it's Utrid or it's Kisha Kish, Nick is choosing Utrid. Obviously. I understand. I got no problems. I yeah. just the thing for me is he dropped Thelias down to unconscious and bleeding out. Mm-hmm. As far as I'm concerned, that counts as a kill. Because even the no, spell breath of life count would count as that kill. as a kill. No, that's not a kill, though. He's not dead. He's bleeding yeah, out. Yeah, he's bleeding out. I'm I mean, if you're, if you're counting that as a kill, like, Joe's dying five he's, times a book. I know. <laughs> you can't count that as a kill. Look, just because it was Joe's character, the only time which I'll might make it significantly it. easier. Well, yeah, yeah. But why are we handicapping him? <laughs> he needs the help. He does. This was the episode when uh, we got him up. He was like at zero, right? Yeah, yeah, yep. And I'm, yeah, I'm like, Joe, come on, what are you doing? Yeah, <laughs> he's like, I can't you're, take a full round action. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. yelling at the disabled character. That was great. And by disabled, we mean the state, the condition disabled, folks. <laughs> oh, man. And then, well, then you almost got Teoblith, except for that, you know, purge corruption. Because, I mean, if that hadn't existed, Teoblith would have been toast. Because I don't know how he was going to survive, what, 2d6 around? Yeah, yeah. It, was so, it was something ridiculous. It was Yes, yeah, and there was no six. stopping it. There was no amount of saves that would stop it or anything. That's it was just what I, yeah, yeah, that's, that's what I think horrible, terrible. Part. Yeah, that's ooh, oh my god, that's horrible. I'm I'm never worried though when it comes to Matt's characters when something like that's on them. Like right. Matt knows these rules so well, he he can find a way to make it all right. The rest of us, that would that could have been devastating. Well, wait a minute. He can find a, made a, a way to make it all right. Wasn't there a decapitation that there was no way to make it okay? <laughs> that know. wasn't him, though. That was a crit. Yeah. He had no control over that. But it's a crit card, and he knows the rules so well. Yeah, but it's yeah, not he did everything he saying. could to get past it. He just couldn't. Okay, Well, fine. I mean, you could have uh, raised right. him. Was it worth it? A three-episode character? <sighs> well, he had a he had a better finish than the, uh, the you know, whoever the... the his Shaolin monk replacement was <laughs> such oh, a weird character. Grasshopper, I'm here. Grasshopper, I'm gone. I, I really like the concept behind that character, though. R- right. I, I know it, it got a little wonky with how things were actually going into play, but mm-hmm. even still, I thought it was a, a really cool idea for the monk. Like, forget damage. I'm actually support monk. Yeah, it was. It was a neat concept. I really liked it. I just, I wasn't sure if I was going to like how he was playing him. But oh, I was kind of digging I, that, we, that style. It I might have grown on me. I don't know. I just never really got a chance to find out. My initial thought was if Matt played like that style of kind of like monk, zen, calmness, it would be a cool contrast between like our genus and Randolph at the time. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. But what are you going to do? Now we have Tia Blith. It's true. We have Tia Blith now. He's like yeah, everybody's sure. favorite hated character. Yep. I don't hate him. I like him a lot. He's nice. I mean, he's, he's obnoxious he as hell. Nice. And he would yeah. be the first to tell nice you crap. he's not nice. I, I, I he, enjoy the a, way Matt plays him. nice. I, I give Matt kudos because I think for what the character's supposed to be, <laughs> Matt does it really well. Like, I, I don't like the char- character Tia Blith. And like, oh. you're, 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 but like, you're not supposed to. He's like, oh. it's a very arrogant character, right? Like, I like him. He does a great job of making a bad guy. Yes. That you love to hate. He's not like full blown bad guy either, but he's just right. Like but I mean, he's, you know what I'm talking about, right? Character, right? But, but you know what? You get what I'm talking about. There's some yeah. bad guys that you love hating them. Like you a just, heel they're... in wrestling. That's just like exactly. a really good heel and you. You hate him, but you appreciate how good he is at like the character he's supposed to be. Oh yeah, exactly. And I think I think Matt is doing a great job with that. Like, yeah, he's he's doing an outstanding job. I, uh, I'm trying to remember. I believe it's like Spencer Tracy and White Heat. So I'm going really old school here. I, I don't know any of what you just said. I That's don't okay. He's he's a really old actor. White Heat was a movie he was in. And uh, somebody was talking about the bad guy he's playing and he does this thing. So he's it's like a bad guy, but you don't totally hate him. And it's like, no, if you do a really good bad guy, you know, you hate the bad guy. And when the bad guy gets what's coming, you're like, yeah, all right. You know, you're you're pumped about that. If you've really delivered it right. And uh, Tia Blith, 
Like it, whenever whatever happens where he gets smacked good, oh, I'm going to love it. I mean, yeah, I, it's I, like you I don't enjoy... want the party to go down, but. <laughs> I love, I'm going to enjoy the hell out of him getting smacked around or getting neutered or whatever <laughs> it happens that Tiba's like, I'm going to take this out. I mean, he's kind of easy to panic. Yeah. If you can, if you can put him in an emotional state, all of his spell casting goes away. He yep. still has That's his true. bow and, and things like that. And unless he's like actively fleeing, you know, he's still got his things, you know, his, his martial stuff that he can do but like you can easily cripple his spellcasting much easier than like other spellcasters right but i mean those are save throw saving throw based and so far matt's had crap rolls when it's come up to fear or you know yeah. frightening or whatever yeah. which is funny because uh in, in both those instances i was like ah yeah it's so sweet that teoblith is getting his comeuppets now and then, like, two <laughs> rounds later, I'm like, oh, God, why? I wish he was back. Like, I, I can't hit anything. I, we're not doing any damage. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Ah, oh, so sweet. So I got a question here, because the next part of this is, of the episode is you guys going over your loot in this off-the-rails zone. <laughs> yeah, no, no. And this isn't off-the-rails. Alex would never do that. This is a strictly by the book wait, AP. Enabling your <laughs> off the rail shenanigans. Now, hold That's, on. Alex uh, what, said that. What 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 are you what is the off the rails you were referring to? Well, that he there's the, this the bonus area. area, which I've seen in in lots of modules and uh, APs and maps where they kind of create a space where the the dungeon master, game master can create his own zone, put his own custom mark on it. Mm. And uh, a lot of people don't do that. They just tell you it's done. You know, nope, it's can't go there. Blocked off. It's blocked off, or you could move. You'd have to move a million tons of rock or something, and you're like, well, that ain't worth it. So I really liked that he took the time to flesh out some out of bounds space for you guys. What's cracking me up is that Alex, because I asked him about it. Alex's <laughs> expectation was that you know you guys would maybe you know dip your toes in and check it out a little, and then you know ah whatever I want to get out, get out of Gallaspire kind of a thing. I think his and, expectation was you guys wouldn't bother messing with the wall of force at yes, all. Yes. Yes. He, yeah. And I, I kind of was like, man, dude, you put up a wall of force. That's just begging for it. Well, he, I mean, you, you put, put up, up this barrier. And he said, yeah, like, uh, these are the sweet, cool things that oh, the yeah, tar tar right. left behind. Private, you know, collection. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, there was some of that where he, he definitely made it too tasty. You got to try for it. Well, Very but then so. he, he, I, and I don't know how much of this was on the actual episode, but he he he, said, he presents it like that and then immediately starts going into, I don't know, guys, like, people are going to die. I don't think you should do this. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, man, you, <laughs> but you made but this challenge. part like, no, that scared me. Oh, when, when when he's the way he was saying, describing, like, how seriously deadly going through that part could be. I was mm -hmm. like, dude, but you made it. So, like, it's not like he, he read a portion of the AP and went, yeah, that's going to be a tricky spot. Like, no, like, he designed it to be killing us. Yeah. Well, that's true. But, I mean, the the other aspect of the game, and one of the things that kind of gets overlooked is everybody keeps assuming that APs are, you know, you, you're going you're gonna to play them and you can survive them. <laughs> and, sure. and not every combination of characters it will be successful, right? Not every combination of, I think of 
We've things. Proven that. We'll do that. Yeah. Yeah. True. So, I mean, at some point you have to look at some of the challenges and say, you know what? I, we just can't take that one, you know, because maybe it's right. too dangerous or it could take us out or whatever. I mean, you got to be a little bit smart as players. Now, I, I love that Alex has created the space. I think it's awesome that you guys are even, you know, dipping your toes in and taking a look at it. it what cracks me up in it is things like, you know, he's asking the question, what kind of treasure will, will make you guys want to keep going? I just want to be sure. And I'm thinking, Alex, it's a trick question, dude. Any treasure is <laughs> going to make him want to keep going. That's not true. Exactly. I mean, now nah, I think if you guys got a bag of holding full of winged shields, you'd be like, you bastard. And you'd go for the next one. Well, cause you'd be like, there's no way it's the same thing again. Uh, so I, I can't, it was kind of weird because it wasn't like something that we discussed when it was going on. So I can't really speak to any of the other guys' feelings, but it was such a struggle to get to that bag that for me personally, like I needed something pretty sweet in there to want to continue to go. And the mm. rod was like, I see where it could be a really cool item. But I definitely felt like what Matt was saying, like, it's going to be a tough AP to make that work a lot or consistently. Yeah. So basically, yeah. my takeaway was we lost Keisha Keys, we lost Elksy, and we got a bag of holding plus two. Like, I didn't care at all about the smoke things. Like, that's cool that you have endless smoke, but, like, not for what we had to go through to get endless smoke. Yeah, I can. I hear that. And so I, see, yeah. to me, if you guys turned away, which I don't think you're going to do, but if you turned away at that point, I'd say like, okay, you kind of, you, I, I'd be, I'd be like, yeah, okay, great. I mean, you guys did it. You evaluated what you're winning from it and you're okay. I mean, and, and you're bailing out rather than keep going to get, you know, slaughtered. I just think that players inherently, cause I do have the desire to push the limits. Right. And if a game master tells you, you can't do something, then instantly you want to do it. Oh yeah, that that definitely I mean, was a yeah. factor in it. I, I think honestly, getting rid of that fog cloud made it even like okay, we can attempt this now. Right. That was a although I big... absolutely love that uh, uh, rune of dispelling or whatever it was trap that you guys walked across, but you couldn't see it to read it <laughs> or to notice <laughs> it before with the fog in the way. I really, really liked that trap. Well, that was pretty sweet. We didn't even like walk across it. It just had a super far like trigger range. It was like we couldn't even see it when it went off. Oh right, yeah. I, I but I mean, I liked that. I liked that someone put that in there, and it was a trap that you gotta, you know, you walk someone. to get within range, and it fires was, off. Yeah, it was super annoying. <laughs> oh, I'd have been pissed if I was a player. I but you know. I, I also the, it, I also think it's like because this AP I feel is very unique in particular book four like as much as like you have that oh there's this great reward back there and you're getting challenged by the DM to try and go get it it's been so long that we have basically been either traveling here or in Gallowspire like th there is a part of it is like yeah I just want to be out of here just a change of scenery. Oh, I get right. it. Yeah, and that was kind of what Alex was banking on when he made the place. At least is what he one of the reasons he told us. He's like, yeah, I don't think they're going to go very far. I think they're just going to. They might get a little bit further in, but I think they're just going to want to leave. <laughs> but he said he he made it like you know he designed the whole level up to a point where the the numbers basically said that it would be impossible for the 
even getting lucky with like crits and things, it would be absolutely impossible for you guys to go any further. Yeah, he kind of, he had kind of told us that too um, when we were like starting into it. Like he was like, mm. Look, "You the point like you're it's not designed for you to be able to clear every level of this." Like so, we knew that going in. Also, that was pretty evident by the fact that i think this was actually came up on one of the dyson salts the fog cloud was a mythic fog cloud we yes. were making assumptions on that i don't remember if it made it into the episode but axel just flat it out didn't. told us okay. yeah he said yeah because i i asked him about it because you guys go from one episode where it's like cool there's a fog cloud but it's bigger than normal to, yeah, this is a mythic fog cloud and we're going to have to do a lot of stuff to get rid of it. And I was just like, where did you come up with that? Like where th- in game did you come up with that? So but I think what he said it was all, yeah, was we ended the episode. It was a, it was a double session that night for us. Mm-hmm. So we ended the episode, stopped record. We were like doing our, like putting everything where it needs to go before we started the second episode for the night. And in that in-between might have been when he was, like, telling us, like, dude, this is, a like, a mythic fog cloud. This thing goes for, like, a mile every direction. <laughs> so, and that's why when we came into the next one, it was like, oh, yeah, mythic. We know it's this. Like, there was no discussion, really. Yeah. That, that was where my confusion came in, because I'm like, it, it was just a jump to, oh, it's, because mythic even Alex explained was, you know, you're not supposed to know what it is because it's just legendary magic. And you're like, oh, yeah, it, it's mythic. We know what we're doing. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> well, so. I think the uh, the bone thorn was mythic, too. It was. He was. He was. Which I, I enjoyed. I did enjoy that. And and I loved I loved your call out to I can hear Richter saying it's a boner <laughs> thorn. And, I could. You know, so kudos to you. And the. You know, hopefully you listened to the Dyson Salt and enjoyed the whole, you know, conclusion that its name was Dick Dick. So. <laughs> That's right, Dick Dick. <laughs> I think it was a real Dick Dick. It was. <laughs> yeah. It, and it, and it, I can it get away with out. saying Dick Dick because that's the name of a small deer. <laughs> that I've gotten Uhtred into such a weird place where he's so defensive that I, I'm never really, like, worried that something's going to do real damage to him, but I can't hit anything. And now Axel's just like, I'm just going to ignore you <laughs> and walk past <laughs> you. Like, cool, I can't hit you, but you can't hit me, so where's the squishy people? Yeah. Oh, man, that's terrible. I, like, I couldn't hit that thing, and I couldn't draw attention away from everyone else. Yeah. I'm it- going to say the loot that you guys got there, uh, that authoritative rod is is pretty cool. Now, Alex mentioned that uh, metamagic feet. Yeah, if you have to take a whatever feat that to spell get is. a piece of loot to work, I, I'm not sure it's that great a piece of loot. Yeah. Well, I happen to know that if you play a psychic, you can take a phrenic amplification called Will of the Dead, which allows you to apply mind-affecting stuff to mm-hmm. undead. Uh, specifically the spells. It has to be the spells. But... That would so require in that case, someone to die, though. Well, well I, you Teoblet know, this... is a oh well, no, he's he just has psychic spellcasting. Never mind. Yeah, he's yeah, I, he doesn't have that access to the amplification. But right, I as I thinking... put in my notes, at at the rate of this AP is plowing through characters. Yeah, it's true. I'm dropping a pro tip right here. <laughs> I mean, that that would be interesting if somebody died. Like, hmm, building a whole character around this. Like, oh wait a minute, I can't I can the mind command undead. undead. Yeah. It could be interesting. Well, you, 
Yeah, and you, you don't just even know have to... that book five is all going to be like outsiders and nothing else. Yeah, <laughs> no undead at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly you have to wait till book six to get back to some undead. Oh God, that's too much fun. Yeah, I, I like Tom picking up the rod. I'm saying this because I I it's one of those things where he's going, yeah, there's a niche. We'll always we'll eventually be facing something that isn't undead, and uh, just again. And I know I've said many times in this AP, well, specifically in this book, because that's all we've done so far. But the gameplay for you guys, it's just top notch. Mm -hmm. I mean, I just, you know, even picking through the loot, like you said, well, I'll take the rod. You know, that's got a it's got an application and we're not always going to be facing undead. I mean, it's just making every single one of these things a useful tool and saying, I'll hang on to that for that odd placement where I can use it. I just I'm impressed that you guys are doing it. There's a lot of times when you have in other APs where if something comes up and isn't immediately useful, you're like, oh, well, how much is it worth? I can sell it. And then you go, well, I'll, now I'll go buy something I want or whatever. And I <laughs> That's because we haven't been able to buy or sell anything. To buy any. We, well, yeah, I no. know. You haven't <laughs> been able to do any of that stuff. You still might not be able to. Because uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> you, yeah, you I teleported I, you into know. the city and were immediately followed by Erasne. <laughs> Yeah, just long enough to get directions to Rogar's house. Yeah, which I I find really interesting that you guys went there. I I wonder what Matt's going to do with them. Probably freak him the hell out. (laughs) I'll never Just because it's... Oh, I I know. We'll find out next week. But I just... (laughs) You know, he goes home because he doesn't want to deal with this. And you literally bring it to his doorstep. It's just oh, great. Yeah. I, I hadn't even I hadn't even gotten that far um, because with the episode itself, there were some things I noticed like Erasne's lungs. Mm-hmm. Right. So so yeah. we're, we're in the talking. We, we talk about you guys. Oh, we're going to go to the witch gates or the witch gate control room. You blip there, which, of course, then I thought, OK, so you didn't walk past the guy who was summoning bone devils. Uh, wonder what's going on there. How many bone devils does he have? Oh, I, okay, I never don't care mind. what he's up to. Yeah, <laughs> whatever. But then it's, okay, we're going to teleport to Curse to see uh, Rogar. And I thought, okay, I mean, that's a very, very sensible thing. Well, I do have a friend I'd like to see. And I was like, oh, that's great. You know, Uhtred's not totally dead to humanity yet. And uh, <laughs> yet. Yet. Hmm. And then you use greater teleport off the thing. And I'm like, well, now, wait a second. If you use greater teleport. Does that mean the control orb stayed, or did you grab the control orb? No, we, we took it No answers us. about that. You never went back to pick up Elksy when you did this teleport. So I don't know if you're getting back to Elksy in time to prevent her from rising as an undead or not. No idea. She's not in She's not in Gallowspire. No, she's in the secure shelter in Gallowspire. Oh, that's right. They, they left her yeah. in there. Oh. Yeah, and I, even if the secure <laughs> shelter mind. is an extra-dimensional place, which It'll- is possible... It'll but I don't expire. think that it is. It would expire, and then boom. And remember, yep. it's within 24 hours you rise as an undead, which means it could be in two minutes, it could be in 18 hours, who knows. I hope she comes back and bites you, all of you, just for fun. <laughs> but then you guys I know are you talking won't, about... you won't enjoy it, but... <laughs> I'll hate it. You're talking about Erasne's lungs, and you're, somebody goes, yeah, Tarbaphon ripped him out. Oh my god. It wasn't Tarbaphon, it was Geb. Uh, yeah, I think it because was more just implying that, like, yo, that dude killed her. We may, no, he we, did we kill may her. Have him, killed like, her. But okay. they what, had what, her body. Yeah, but that doesn't make any sense, because her lungs in that jar are alive. 
Yeah, I don't know what that is. She was dead that, that when, when Geb got a hold of her. She was. So he and I don't know brought what's going her back on, to but that life jar, and then mummified that her. That jar sounds like a canopic <laughs> jar to me. Yeah. I and if it is a canopic no jar, the deal is with the lungs. Yeah, no, I, 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 don't, I don't, either. I don't either in that. I, but I was I, the whole thing is I think it's Geb that did it because Erasny was dead. She got stolen by Geb and then was brought back as an undead by Geb. Well, maybe brought back as an undead by Geb. I mean, at least eventually. Yeah. But you know, remember he did all that other stuff where he was bringing back that hippogriff for. Yeah, there's face, nothing to the say that he didn't bring her back yeah. to life. But I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it and may I'm just like, be different because she was a demigoddess. I don't know. I have I have no idea. I, but I, I just, it was cracking me up that you guys are doing that and then just n- ignoring like the Geb connection. And of course, you know, you're talking, 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 doing all this. And then it's like, okay, let's go in there. And oh, and I love Tom. Well, let's not make her an enemy. Well, wait, maybe we should kill her and bring her back. <laughs> yeah. The quickest <laughs> turnaround that. ever. I'm like, oh my yeah. God. Oh God. If you love something, and I, I you love, should kill I, it. <laughs> You guys, are, you guys' calculations are just blowing me away a little bit in this. I don't think Arasny would ever put us high on her list of people to take care of or pay attention to. And I'm like, <laughs> she, she gave you guys the panoply. Following you around for three books. She's yeah, and she's got something on you that she can track you with. I mean, you guys talked about it at length on your whole walking journey to Gallo Spire. Well, true, but I also couldn't find anything that was letting her track us. Mythic. Well, that item is more than enough. Mythic. <laughs> we don't know. I don't think we've seen any examples of Arasni having mythic powers. Oh, I guarantee you she has I'm, mythic powers. See, if I she's a demigod. Okay, but, all right, so that's the thing, though, because I, I'm not really sure exactly what Arasni's, like power level, quote-unquote, is. Because there's been times when we've referred to her when we're playing as a demigod, and Axel's been like, well, she's not really a demigod. Like she's at, she's a lich first of all. So, but in terms of like, is she of the power level of a demigod? I'm not. I'm not actually sure. We haven't actually seen her do anything other than draw a little salt circle mm-hmm. and a Oof. mindscape. Like, oof, you're vicious. <laughs> He's vicious. He's like, I am not gonna see, and you know, I'm not gonna believe until I see. And then wow. he's gonna get his, you know, face blown off, and he's gonna be like, okay, I believe now. <laughs> well, she can't be much stronger than the whispering tyrant right so like, if i gotta fight that guy like what difference does it make if i gotta fight her i think she's the yeah. real big baddie anyways i've been saying that for a while i don't think she is i don't think she's the the big bad i i but again i don't know i just something about the story tells me that she's not the big bad i don't know man so, so i i feel we'll like see. i feel like she doesn't want revenge. I feel like there's something that Tarbafan has that she needs, like to break free of Geb or something, and that's like the real motive. Okay, I could see that. And if she if she takes down the tyrant and then gets free, mm-hmm. I think she's the big baddie. Then she'll be like, "Ha ha, I'm free. Time to get my revenge on you assholes." Which, admittedly, like she's kind of got the shit into the stick, like all around. Right. Oh yeah. But why no, would this she? Is, this is a horrible story for her. Like if Erasny was like, "All right, cracks knuckles. Like t- time to teach all you people a lesson for what you did to me." Be like, "Yeah, I kind of get it, man. Like you were treated so bad." Yeah. But then we'll still fight her anyways. Yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, she wasn't tough enough to beat Tarbaf on. She got slaughtered there. But 
Geb's now made her a lich, mm-hmm. and I, you know, I don't know. She wasn't she wasn't a human to start with, or even an elf or that. She was a she was an outsider. Was I think she? she was like what an angel or something. Yeah, I, I don't know what kind of angel and deva whatever, but I'm pretty sure that's where she comes from. So you know, that's just making that a lich is a you know. <sighs> That's like that that undead psychopomp. I mean, we're in we're in seriously uncharted waters there. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. Plus, you know, she's the the god queen of Geb, you know, or god queen wife, whatever of Geb. I mean, that's oh boy. <laughs> yeah, I'm not like totally sure how like Geb and the Whispering Tyrant like view or see each other, right? Like, yeah, they they didn't seem like they were. They don't seem like they're allies from the AP. Or yeah, like even... I haven't gotten that sense, but or enemies no. either. Just kind of like this guy's like, "Yo, I am the master of undead," and then the other guy's like, "I am the master of undead." Ignore that guy. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I, I know we talked about this a little bit because the the grave knights and then the uh, what were those priestesses? Darted, the uh, daughters of Urgothoa. Yeah, the daughters of Urgothoa, and they didn't. They did not seem like they were on each other's teams. At least the the impression I got, because I think there was one brief little interaction. I thought, but I actually one of my questions for the retrospective coming up is going to kind of pertain to the Grave Knights and like how much are those an extension of Axel and how much of them are actually written into the AP. Yeah, it doesn't sound like they're written in all that much. Especially if he's expanding on the flashbacks that much. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. that was kind of my initial thought, too, was, like, typically the flashbacks are almost all him. Like, it'll be, like, something inspired it from the AP. But, uh, yeah, I am interested Well, I know with the, uh, with the first one, Fallen Staff, or was it Fallen Stag? <sighs> I think it's Stag. Gastari? I think it's Stag, yeah. Gastari, yeah. Okay. So that with that first one, the bit about having to kill her mount over and over that was in there and uh you know she eventually succumbed to it but i mean axel fleshed that baby out into something you know amazing mm-hmm. from you know like one tiny right. little paragraph of kind of here's the hot the cliff notes of what it's going on here's kind of the highlight of what happens yeah they each you know, have a little then, blurb like that yeah. yeah oh man here's my question for you utrid okay why did you guys not talk to Erasne before you teleported to Curse? <laughs> because it seems to me that it should have been guessable that she might, once the Witch Gates are down, she might be interested in moving. Plus, you'd already talked about how you figured she was spying on you, and you were just under the assumption she was spying on you because of the, the was it the necklace or was it the uh, circlet? The, the necklace the necklace. Is- yeah. The necklace that allowed the communication. Why then did you teleport to a civilian area <laughs> where if she decides to pop in or, you know, whatever, you they're all there to get killed or to be collateral damage? Um so I th- I think like part of uh, uh, like when when we left Arasni, the plan was go to Gallaspire, turn off the witch gates, find out the location of Tarbafan, and then go to location, and she would teleport to us. So even if she was like scrying on us, 
in my head it made sense or in Uchard's head it made sense that like we will say to you, we will like contact you and be like hey we have the location we're there now teleport to us not just the second we leave Gallows Spire you have like the auto port on and you're gonna jump to wherever we go like that just seems silly like what happens if like something went terribly wrong and you know like the second we appear outside of Verlet, she was just going to port to us. I don't know. I don't know where Curse is in relation to uh, Verlich. I believe and it's about 1,200 so, miles. So yeah, I mean that's that <laughs> seems to me like maybe yeah. I'd check up on you guys. It's basically like on the other side of Laswall. We're on the far side of Verlich. We came in on the border of Laswall and Verlich. Curse is on the far side of the Laswall border. So it's like pretty far away. Yeah. And no, I, I, the thought process at that point was in the last 48 hours, Uhtred has seen Randolph die, seen Elsie die, seen Kishikish die. Like at, at in that moment, it was really just like he needed something that he correlated with good feelings. And right. As far as he knows, because they've been, like, in Gallaspire for so long, like, he doesn't know what cities in Lastwall are even up, or, like, basically everyone he even knows has already been killed. It was just, that was, like, you know, a safe zone. Royar, yeah. good, need good now. <laughs> <laughs> and instead, you brought all of this right to his doorstep. <laughs> also, like, come on, if this... Verazni is a demigod. Like you didn't fucking look before you teleported. <laughs> oh, I think she looked. I think she went. What the hell are you doing? Twelve hundred miles away from anything that I had. You know, anything. The mission I put you on. You yeah. know what the hell's going on? Yeah. Well, I mean, that's I. I in yeah. my <laughs> she you know, she had other ways of getting her anger across than teleporting to us. Well, my hope is that she's not angry. My hope is that she's like, what's going on? Oh, okay. Not a big problem. Not, you know, it's not what I thought. Do you remember you how know. the last encounter with her went? Yeah. 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 You I, guys, you know, pretty much, you know, we're, we're, although, you know, the last encounter with her, have you guys talked to her since? Only Uhtred has. When we yeah. Only Uhtred has. First okay. got into Gallows Spire one night. She made a mindscape for Uhtred and that's when he, she gave him the spike. To help yeah. The oh right. Okay. Yeah, that went well. That at least was I thought it went well. Probably the best encounter Uhtred's had with her. It was also the shortest encounter. Actually, outside the Bastion of Light, other that was more Royar than Uhtred. Yeah. So like our experience with the Razni encounter one, Royar tries to shoot her in the back. Encounter two, Uhtred gets into it with her at Castle... Castle... Oh, at that... E, it, where she's, it, she's underneath it, and she's got the circle of salt yeah, to keep her hidden. where she's hiding yeah. out. Uh, they get into it. Arginus falls in love with her during that, apparently. Um, <laughs> so I wouldn't, I wouldn't say yeah, that, that Arginus, one that well. Arginus is a sleeper agent, clearly. Yep. And yep. then the Mindscape went fine, actually. And then, um, yeah, you'll find out next week how encounter number four goes. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll see. It's all going down in a ball of goo. Uh, not too far off. Well, I think that wraps us up then. We don't really know what's 
going to come next other than absolute chaos as a lich just teleports into the middle of a regular town <laughs> well right. not just any not just any lich right this is a you know attacking her it could be declaring war on geb right i mean this ha- also has political ramifications potentially yeah and that does it for us this week. You can find us and the players on the Inspired Incompetence Discord. Links can be found at inspiredincompetence.com. I'm Lord Richter. And I'm Lady Toast. And I'm Nick. See you next week. Bye. Bye. See ya. Do people know who she is? Like, if you just saw... If you just saw her, do you know who she is? They don't, I don't have, know. They don't have internet. They don't have like like the whole. They yeah, were... but that doesn't mean they don't know who the queen of Geb is. But I mean, do they, they know don't have they're... the internet? But they have magic. So I guess. I mean, they but have. Like, does the common person know what Arasni looks like? Oh no, no, no! I don't think the common person. I just mean that you know, I'm I'm the the folks in charge in Curse. There's. Did they a know what she looks? Chance like? I might know who she is. You know, I know of who her. she appears to be. Right. I, I mean, I, I might make a guess, right? But I got a lich. Let's pop that. Let's get that lich. Oh, shit. Wait a second. Yeah. Maybe we, maybe we shouldn't because I think she could be this person. And you guys aren't going to be quiet. You're going to be like, what the hell are you doing here, Arasni? What are you doing? I mean, the name's going to get thrown around. So. All I'll say is you're going to get an answer to that question. 100%. <laughs> good, good. I'm nice. excited. That was a great non-committal answer. I love it. I thought I did good.